Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, the podcast for women who aren't willing to settle and they want more out of life, more of the magic that life has to offer to build that ultimate fairy tale, or you know what, something even better than you could have dreamed of. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to get out there and make your own magic. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Hey everyone, thanks for being here. I know you have so many things going on, so it truly means a lot to me that you choose to spend some of that time here with me, and I want to thank you for that. I have really enjoyed trying, keyword trying, to slow down this past week and just really thinking about life from this slow living perspective. I would love to hear from you if you had any aha moments this week after listening to Hannah Forgey's episode and how you found it was to slow down. So please send me a DM or post and tag me. It would make my day to hear if or how this made an impact for you. So building on looking at things from a new perspective, I suspect this week's guest is going to have you taking a fresh look at things as well. Kalina Powell is here today, and the more I learned about her as we chatted, the more impressed I became. She's a young entrepreneur with a passion to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. Here in the U.S., it's Deaf History Month. Kalina was born hearing and became deaf at the age of four. With the help of a hearing aid, Kalina and I were able to Zoom just like you and me. However, I will note that there are some parts of our audio where I think the combination of technologies added some additional noise, but I hope you will still give it a listen as Kalina shared some really powerful messages. Without further ado, let's dive in and learn from rising star Kalina Powell. Kalina, welcome. Thanks for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Can you first tell us a little bit about you and your journey? Definitely. So, hello everybody. My name is Kalina. I'm a young entrepreneur who help people with self-esteem and depression and anxiety. That's why I am a deaf advocacy. So, I see people have been going for the deaf community. And I'm a common author, which I have a really interesting book coming up. Which is in, hopefully, my goal is to get it out by my first, but because of the pandemic, hopefully nothing affects it this year. So, let's Bring your class. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. That is awesome. And can I ask, how old are you? I'm 24. <laughs> You're 24, and you've done all of those things already. You're putting me to shame because I'm just a little bit older than that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't even know all of those things. Okay, so where where do we start? First, I believe you became deaf at the age of four. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that and what that was like? Because clearly you've overcome some obstacles in that area. Um. Oh, my goodness. I would tell you guys. I always tell everybody, be ready for popcorn, because this story is <laughs> really interesting. Okay, um, I got it. <laughs> I became deaf at the age of four. It was very interesting because I had an ear infection, and um, my family doctor prescribed me an ear drop. I went to the daycare, and the daycare did not follow instruction at all. And oh. they either put too much in my ears or they didn't. I don't remember. And then that day, same day I went home, I became deaf. I lost my hearing. Oh, and my I, I was in front of a TV, just watching TV, and I think it was because it was loud, but now I could hear it. I don't know. And my mom tapped me on my shoulder, like, Kalina, I was calling you. I jumped. That's how everybody, I jumped. I literally jumped. Mom said, I called you. And I looked at my mom, like, dead on the face, like she was dead or something. My mom said, hello. Like, she had put her hand, like, uh, I can't hear you. My mom said, wait, what? And I said, yeah, I can't hear you. My mom was a young mom. And she called my grandma. 
my grandma didn't at the time, luckily. And so uh, my grandma started talking on the phone. And I'm I'm someone who very familiar with Montgomery Forest. And I do I didn't I couldn't hear her at all on the phone. And my grandma said, this is not a joke. Like Nina knows my voice. My grandma rushed from the hospital, sit down with me, do some assessment or something. And that's my grandma said, okay, Kalina, not joking. So she called my family doctor to see if they can talk to me the next day. And when we got there, my family doctor did more hearing testing. And he said, there's nothing we can do. Kalina is deaf. Oh, my goodness. So you were like a perfectly healthy four-year-old with an ear infection. Yes. And then one day it was gone. Yes. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So... Even at four years old, did you, did you know, did you, were you upset? Like, I'm trying to even remember as a four-year-old, you have so few memories, I think, but I imagine this may be something that, that you remember or remember some feelings associated with. Uh, I would say feelings, I remember my feelings. I remember being a lot confused because after the family doctor, we went to so many different um, specialists, like hearing audiologists, and I had to go to speech therapist. And then I had to go to the next professional office. I don't remember. And then it was just all over the place. I was confused. I thought something was wrong with me because I keep seeing all these different doctors, specialists. And, you know, and I usually sometimes I would cry, you know, on my way to the appointment because I thought something was wrong with me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually completely deaf for three days before I could even hear. And my family had to fix the communication, the right thing to me on the paper. But again, I was four. I don't know how to read. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably couldn't read them. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend would take me by my hand to like kind of, you know, and there are days where, and then finally I got my hand in. My, I couldn't, I was really like, I couldn't progress it. The fact that I had to wear a cord in my ear. And thank goodness my audiologist had a hearing aid in a teddy bear. And I loved it. And I, was, I don't know why. I don't know. I'd love to tell you, but I would always go to a teddy bear. And the doctor, the audiologist would think, yeah, see, the teddy bear weird. Then you can wear it too. It was very, it boosts my confidence a lot more. I think a teddy bear when I heard it. It was really, really sweet. And um, finally, that's when I actually put the hearing in at four years old. And at first, it felt really loud because I didn't know how to feel it. And then I finally could hear my mom, my grandma's voice. But unfortunately, the voices was not the same when I went hearing. It was very different after, and that's when I realized that my hearing completely changed. After we learned voices all over again at four years old, right? And it was very hard. And, you know, pop to my grandma and my mom, you know, who got this sort of very quickly because if they didn't, my ears would have been really, really bad. It would have been very late, and I would have, I may not be able to have a hearing aid in my ears. So. Wow. That is just an incredible story. And yes, I wish I had my popcorn because (laughs) I'm in awe of just how you overcame that, how your family acted so quickly and just, yeah, I'm glad that they were able to get you that support that you needed and here you are today. So that is just incredible and moving. Where (laughs) where to go next? Yes. So tell me about how you and your family then, after you now have the hearing aid at four, how you then took on life. Was it with a new perspective? What new challenges, if any, and what that started um, to look like? School was a challenge. 
And I feel like I went to two different schools, actually. I went to a deaf school in the morning, and then the afternoon, which I had school. My family did that to help me balance communication. Because communication is a big issue a lot in the deaf community because my family wanted me to be independent. They wanted me to learn to independent without them. And with my communication, with deaf. my personality was different. Like, I don't know why. Like, in the deaf school, I was open confident. In the hearing school, I was exhausted because I was consistently advocating for myself, telling the teacher, oh, my hearing battery dying. They don't know what to do. They were like, oh, okay. Like, and they never met deaf students, not their fault. Um, but they did find a lot of challenging with me, especially teaching me, especially trying to help me participate in activities with the, the other students. And so it was very challenging. And a lot of time in the hearing community, I think we all hate this word, bully. Bully a lot of time. And I feel like the bully made me who I am today. They taught me such a young age how to stand up for myself. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my God, like, how do you have the confidence? Like, well, I was bullied at the age of four. Until I started school, I was bullied. So I I had to do something, right? And then my family gave me a lot of boots and a lot of push to stand up for myself. So, um, so and because I ended up not going to the deaf school in grade two, that's when I started to get bullied full time. And I had, it was just crazy. And so the point where like they pushed me down the hill and I'm like, for what? And it's just crazy. And I guess because I'm someone who is deaf and someone who has a disability. And I've been overlooked a lot of times in school. And it's just that how these kids might go through the same thing what I went through and it's ridiculous. And when I got older, my confidence did boost a lot about my hearing aid, and teachers were starting to be more aware of disabilities as I got into school. And when I got into high school, I felt like teachers were not educated at all when I was in high school. I felt like each teacher thought I was taking advantage of my accommodation, and they would not accommodate me at all. I would just stop because I was like, I never asked to be born this way. If I wanted to be born this way, I would be born to Beyonce and JD if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? No. And, you know, that taught me even more how to be more stand up for myself to adult. I felt like middle school, elementary school taught me how to be more confident within the kids, but high school was more with adults. I learned how to work with adults. I learned how to tell them, like, hey, dude, yeah, misunderstanding information I need what I don't need. But it's really a challenge in high school a lot more than I was younger because these teachers are grading you. These teachers are not helping you. And um, even now I'm applying for postgraduate. My guidance counselor said, Say, yeah, I put your grades in so that the post-secondary can see my grades. And that was a lot. She didn't put my grades in. She, I just she overlooked at me by doing that. The reason for that, she said that because she thought I had two last names. If I had one last name, and it's ridiculous, but I said, I've been in the school for four years, and you're telling me you don't remember my last name? Mm. That's just ridiculous. And because she did not think I was capable of going to post secondary, that's why she didn't put my grades in. The reason how I found out was because a school called me and said, hey, like, your grades are not in. We want to give me a acceptance offer. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then they said, we don't have it. I was like, what? So I went to school the next day, and I was so mad. And then I'm like, you didn't put my grades in? She's like, oh, oh, really? She didn't even look shocked. 
like she would just yeah. it. it was very disappointing um and right there that's when I knew I had to pull off my talk work harder than I need to do to get to where I need to be and I feel like because of that grounding counselor she really taught me that I need to pull up my stock and work harder to get to where I need to be and prove her wrong. Wow. Well, good for you for proving her wrong, but that is just so sad that somebody would do that and have that, whether conscious or unconscious, that seems purely conscious bias, but um, yeah, how, how awful is that? So I know you, you focus too on educating them, the hearing community to help. So I know I have young girls and I would hope that they would never bully in that way to a classmate going through that. But what's one myth or thing you wish the hearing community could know or teach their children growing up so that if and when they encounter a deaf student classmate, they may not act the same way that you had um, in your growing up? I was thinking, honestly, my number one is let kids dream. If they dream of being this, being this with that, believe in the dream. Because what more are you going to take out of a kid's dream? That you're building the next generation. You're helping the next generation. It's all about seeing and helping the next generation. It's not about for 10 years from now. It's really about these kids. These kids are our next generation. Whatever we put in their mind, it's how they're going to go in the real world. And I always want to tell people, respect other kids' wishes, especially family members. Respect their wishes. And I noticed a lot of times teachers don't do that. And second, girl, do not, honestly, I've been through it. I know you got to be like, oh, we already know that. I'm telling you this now. Be friends to everybody. Focus on yourself. Don't focus on drama or show proper, be like a show proper show. Focus on yourself. Learn how to love yourself. And that's the number one key thing I learned about myself when I grew up was self-love. I never let anybody disrespect me just because I'm a woman. And we all been through that in our life, too. And I want to talk about always learn how to love yourself. That's number one. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's so pure. It's so sweet. And I also think, yes, to tell kids that. But part of what I feel like Build Your Own Fairy Tale is doing is helping women refine those dreams, right? We had the dreams growing up. We dreamt big. And then we got to a certain point where we're like, wait a second what happened? (laughs) Right? What happened? I thought I was going in the right direction, but this isn't quite the dream that I dreamed of. And how do we, how do we get there? So I love that the focus on self-love and I see that on your social, the, the, the things that you post are just, I just love them. So hence why I connected with you. So thank you for (laughs) sharing that. Um, And I think it's a perfect segue back then um, into that childhood and, and fairy tales. So uh, tell us a little bit about if you could be a fairy tale character, who would you be and why? That character, Princess in the Park. Tiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be her. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. Like, I think I'll be her. She has so much confidence. And I love the fact that like, she had a best friend that cared about her so much. And and then it's actually my life, too, because all my friends cared about me so much the way she had a best friend And she was just, it was just represented my life a lot. Yeah. Well, she had that dream and she was just fearless going for it. She's like, no, I want to own that restaurant. I'm going to make it happen. I don't that, care how. That I taught me literally about don't give up, you know, and trust me, if it would come easy, everybody could have had it. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. I feel like I got to know you a little bit better with that one. (laughs) And then I guess switching gears just a little bit, but still related. So you also have this focus on mental health and empowering people about that. So can you talk about how and why that became a passion um, of yours? Uh, Because of my story, you know, I didn't become deaf. My I didn't really realize that I had anxiety until the world started opening up about mental health. And and it's just that because people can be so ashamed of what they have. And you know, I remember my best friend, like she had all these different mental illness and she was so ashamed to come to me about it. And I was like, oh my God, no, I have an anxiety girl. What are you talking about? She's like, really clean. You have an anxiety, you have problems. Oh my God, no. And that's when I realized that why do we need to hide what we have? Why can't we open the door? Why can't we just go like, like the diamond, be out there, say, you know what, I have an anxiety, so what? And that's when I realized that I want to become a mental health coach to teach people, it's okay what you have, but there are tools where you do have to work hard on your mental health, but it doesn't mean you can't achieve anything. And I feel like people are so brainwashed by society and media that, oh, if you have all these mental illness, you can't become dead. And it's just like, that's not fair. We work so hard to get to where we need to be in life in general, not just without a mental health, but in general, that's not fair. And so I just wanted to teach people that no matter what you have, you can still achieve what you want to be. Wow. And I know I just had um, Kelsey Buckholtz on the podcast recently, and we were talking about mental health as well. So it's it's very similar to what you're saying in terms of once you share, it's amazing how many other people you can find like you that all it took was you open, having that vulnerability to open up and share. And then there's this strength in community where you can come together. So that's, that's an amazing, just beautiful gift that I feel like you also bring to the world. So, (laughs) so I guess in your, in your coaching, are you coaching just the general population on mental health? Are you specifically focused on the deaf community? Tell us more about your coaching. So my coaching, I have three different services. So I have one-on-one coaching and I have a group and then couples just because um, we all need support from different people and it's very important to have different areas. And the population who I am working with, um, I am working with people who have disabilities, but however, the doors are open for other people who are interested. I know, um, I know when she wanted me to she's like, oh my God, you just, you just have everything I need on my checklist. Like, can you please take me? I know you work particularly with disability people, but can you take me please? I'm like, of course. My doors are all open for other people as well. Wow. You're, I'm just in awe of all that you're doing at the young age of 24. So can you tell us more? Can you tell us more about your book and what the fairy tale of your future looks like? My book, it's, a, it's called Every Day I Am Just Deaf. So it's about me being deaf in the hand community so that the hand community can have an idea what it's like to be deaf. Um, so it's going to be a really cool book. A lot of people never read a book by a deaf author. So I'm super excited for everybody to witness the opportunity and read a book from a deaf person. So I'm super excited about that. And um, my version for my future is really big. Of course, um, I honestly want to, my goal is to become an education master. So teach people how to be inclusive on education, 
kind of breaking the cycle and education them in terms of letting kids dream what they want to be, change that around. And, um, you know, I do want to become the first deaf woman to be on Victoria's Secret or be on the Hollywood TV show, you know, kind of like just at least that would be um, she was the first deaf woman after, right? So my goal is definitely spread around me and just get myself there and just really continue educating people about the deaf community. And also, too, creating a lot of problems and, you know, with the mental health. Um, so, yeah, my goal is really just to help a lot of people globally and not just in my country, like the United States, Canada, Austria. It's always my goal to take my business out there globally and help people one time I go to help like a million people if I can. And with my coaching business, but also to helping kids, you know, being the director of education system, you know, teaching education and having the and the people that I am an internet speaker and want making to touch a lot of people globally. So wow, what what a huge dream. And I know you have huge things ahead. I'm so I'm gonna be watching and waiting. And I know here in the States, uh, when we air this, it'll be Deaf History Month. So What's one action tip or item that our listeners can take away from this? I would tell people is to don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't be afraid to look into things new. For example, if you're looking for how to be more inclusive for the deaf community, always use closed caption. Always use closed caption on your story. Anything you do in general, always use closed caption. If you don't know anything, please, please go on YouTube, look it up. Okay, there's so many things you can do and find out on YouTube. And also, too, if you want to know something, don't be afraid to act. <laughs> All right. So where can our listeners find more of you, follow you, help you on this journey? Tell us more. So everybody can find me on my website, which is cleanempowerment.com. And everybody can find the update, which is going to be on Instagram, which is thatcleanboss. Um, but yeah, those are my two main social media platforms. I can't wait to see all the greatness you have in front of you, Kalina. Thank you so much for for sharing all of this goodness with us today. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Wasn't she inspiring? I mean, not only has she managed hearing loss from a young age, I was in awe of how she managed multiple schools, bullying, administrative obstacles, and yet here she is at the age of 24, writing books, speaking on stages, coaching others, and putting so much love out in the world. And PSA, while Zoom technology offers closed captions, I learned from Kalina that this option is only available if the Zoom host enables it. So if I had Kalina's action tip before we started this episode, I would have asked her about that. But alas, I did not. We signed on and we both appeared to be able to hear and communicate, so I thought nothing of it. Now, having met and spoken to her, I feel compelled to share this with others. And I'll be adding a link on this topic in the show notes for you as well, so the next time you are Zooming, you can make sure that capability is enabled. If you know someone who might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. You can also take a screenshot wherever you're listening and post it and tag me. I'm Kristen.Latini on Instagram and Facebook and would love to hear from you. These are all free and easy ways you can support me and this podcast. Thank you again for being here. I'm not giving up on my dreams and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale.
When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.